Welcome to Shoalhaven Youth Local, a show where we focus on everything local in Shoalhaven. From current events and community groups, to local history and the best places to be, and even our favourite local personalities. We've got you covered. So if you ever wanted to know son, where to go or where to volunteer even, from a youth perspective, then listen in. You might be surprised by what's just outside your front door. Shoalhaven Youth Local would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of you and country, the land on which this podcast is recorded, and pay our respects to elders past and present. Um, hey, we've got a new member. His name's Nathaniel. Welcome, Nathaniel. Hello. Uh, so my name's Nathaniel Woodcock. I'm a, uh, I'm a lifeguard currently at the Ledger Centre. I'm 20 years old and... Um, Currently, uh, I do a lot of volunteering around town. So I uh, work with SES. I um, am about to start working at the Fossil House. And uh, during the summer holidays, I work down with Surf Life Saving Flying Drones, looking out for sharks there. So uh, I've been here for the last few years, since 2019 full on. And I'd love to share my perspective about how I see this town, and some of the things that go on locally. So which segment do you think that you'll be doing? So I'm get, I would like to focus on local politics. That's one of my interests. I find it very fascinating um, compared to uh, where I grew up in that um, it's, it very much affects us. Uh, and while our council, you know, it's one of many, it is very unique in its position of being a city council in a very regional area. Um, and I would love to uh, keep people informed on how things develop within our community and what the future of it will look like through local pa- policy. That sounds really cool, Nathaniel. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to your daily dose of local and national happenings. And what's making waves out there with today's Hot Topic. So for today's Hot Topic, we're literally going back to it's hot. Um, The climate has been very hot recently. Um, So what do you guys think about the effects it's going to have on our climate? Well, with uh, recent hot weather, one thing I've noticed is it's... uh, I do a lot of my work early in the morning, uh, opening up the sea pool. So one day last week, it was what, 17, 18 degrees at 5, 6 in the morning, which was incredible. It felt like I was back in summer, but it's definitely going to affect us, um, not just us, but also a lot of the people who work outside. Um, I mean, who here has air conditioning in their house? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Everyone. So, I mean, we're, we're pretty well sorted, but it isn't going to be um, a lot. There's quite a few houses in the community that just don't have it, and they're going to suffer quite a bit, especially when summer comes, as it's going to be predicted to be a very hot summer. But I suppose what we can do now is just enjoy the warm weather and go outside when we can. Yeah. I personally have loved the weather at the moment. I mean, shorts and a shirt all weekend. And it's lovely. I love being in, like, I love it when it's hot. I love hot weather instead of cold weather. Cold weather sucks. No offence to all the people who do like hot weather. But it's winter, so 
It's not meant to be this hot. So in summer, it's going to be a scorcher. It's going to be so hot. And, yeah, I can't imagine what it's going to look like. It's going to be, um, like, for me, I know that I'm going to have to keep my dog inside a lot more because, I mean, they discovered that somewhere like the pavement and the road is actually cooler than the um, grass and stuff. And so, like, I can imagine just how many, like, pet paws are going to get burnt and, like, how, like, how many people are going to get burnt this summer considering yeah. how hot it Especially is. children too. They go out in the hot pavement. And the UV rays and everything. Yeah. One thing that I'm quite concerned about is, um, especially with what happened over the 2017 to 2020 period, is a lot of the a lot of the vegetation dried out because of the drought conditions and because of the hot weather. So we may not see anything massive right now, but this will definitely lead up to something much greater, especially as El Nino is sort of only just ramping up. That's one thing I'm really concerned about. Like if you look at the situation that's going on in Europe right now with the fires and everything, it's almost as if our weathers are being switched, which is really weird to see considering that you're Usually Europe gets a lot of rain and we get the heat and now it's the opposite, which is really odd. And now the heat's coming back onto us. So, like, how hot is it going to be this summer? And why aren't we actually taking any actions in order to try and stop or try and at least slow down climate change? Yeah, and we haven't had... um any rain for such a long mm. period of time. Like we I was talking to my auntie about yeah, the other I was day. Yeah, I was about it as well. And um well, like we actually need rain at the moment cuz everything is so dry and it's like a repeat of 2019 when the fires happened. Yeah. Like if um temperature starts to increase, then like any flame or any anything could cause a fire and then it could just burn out again. About this time last year, um, working with SES, I mean, I was pretty much out quite often. Um, I mean, sometimes for a full week, every few weeks to a month, um, just out on storms. And one thing I noticed about this year is that it isn't so much stormy as it is very gushing winds that are just blowing things over. So we'll see how that'll affect things. I noticed at the end of the um, La Nina rain season it was very um a lot of the houses there had become damaged over uh the previous winters to the point where a lot of the major damage had already been mostly fixed so what we're going to see now is with a lot less rain people are going to have the roofs fall, fall into disrepair yeah. and then it's going to um, be hit again i saw in the news like i don't know how long ago it was but someone was actually talking about um I think, like, natural disaster, like, houses, ones that can um, withstand different natural different natural um, disasters. And, I mean, I think that's something that the government and local communities actually need to look into and start making choices, um, saying, actually, yeah, these houses would be a good idea. Oh. A lot of ancient cultures have design their cities and such to be able to deal with uh, hot temperatures. I heard um, there was one civilization that built a lot of their trans, uh, traversal options onto the roofs of their houses because the streets would just heat up during the day. So being on the roofs would be the coolest place. Mm. So not to say that we should all, you know, do parkour, but it, 
especially how we um, build our cities and how we live. I'm Victoria, and this is this week's Blast from the Past, All Things Local History. This segment has been proudly supported by the Brains Trust of local historian Kathy Dunn. On this week's Blast from the Past, I'm going to be diving into the life of Sarah Clayton. Of course, everyone will know by now that Milton has the Sarah Clayton facility. That place has been open for a very long time now, and it's been named after this wonderful woman. Sarah arrived in Sydney when she was two years old, from Ireland. She grew up in the Shellhaven area and only moved to Ulladulla after her marriage to Henry. After moving to Ulladulla, Sarah got to work very quickly, tending to the sick, and she also became a midwife in order to help the pregnant women of Ulladulla. Sarah became a foster mother to two Aboriginal girls. The angel of Ulladulla then sadly died in 1876, age 48. And the inscription on her tombstone read that when people were sick, she would come to tend to them. And I believe that she touched the lives of many women in the area, including um, some of the women that I have talked about in the past. Um, And I'm very glad that we named the facility after her because she is truly an angel. It's Touchdown! With co-hosts Bailey and Jamaica. And we will be covering all the local sports. Everything from scores to how to get involved. Listen in if you want to know what's going on around the town in every season of the year. You may be wondering what sports to play in what seasons. Don't worry, we've got you covered. First, we'll kickstart off with summer sports. The sports that are played in summer include... The surf club, which you can join from gropers till 14 years old. Touch footy, which you can play from kindergarten to teens and then a separate comp for adults. Tennis, summer comps and primary to high school as well as the seniors comp on the weekends. Cricket, there are ages 5 to 7, which is blasters, then 9 to 18 and then there's an 18 plus, which is a senior comp. There's also Oztag, which is adults and teens. There are surf schools run all year round. Little Athletics runs from under sixes to under seventeens. And then Swim Squad, which is all year round as well. Next is winter. There's soccer, which is from five to sixteens, and we have an adults comp. There's also netballs. Kids play on a Saturday on the weekend. There's a teens and adults comp on a Thursday night. AFL, you have Auskick from six to nine years old. 9 to 13 boys and 15 girls as well as adults. And hopefully next year we'll have a ladies team for adult for AFL. There's also tennis, a winter comp as well. There's NRL, under 6s to under 16s. There's also adults under 18 and the over 18s team. And then we have basketball as well. And there's a primary, high school and adult group for each of those. And that's a wrap for Touchdown today. Do you scroll through the streaming services, not knowing what to watch? Welcome to the nerdy sci-fi movie, guys. Two nerds with a plan. To make sure that you... Watch the greatest films of all time. Basically, Marvel or Star Wars. Well, could that be others, potentially? Nope. Okay, Okay, let's let's roll. roll!
Hello guys, um, in today's podcast we are reviewing Avengers Endgame. Now, for starters, we're going to do the characters and villains. For me, I think that they were overall pretty okay, but Iron Man and Thanos were the best. Like, they were pretty good characters. There are some other good characters, and like, um, some of them had like really good funny moments, and I think that like Black Widow was really good after the five years uh, later thing, because like, like, you could really see the emotion in her acting. Uh, how about you, Holly? Well, I I kind of disagree with what you said about Thanos. I really did not like Thanos in this movie because in Infinity War, they, like, set up, like, a really great villain with Thanos and he was, like, really good and they just kind of killed him in the first five minutes of the movie. Yeah, that was pretty underwhelming. <sighs> it was frustrating because then we got... A Thanos from back in the time, like back in time, that didn't know any of the Avengers and like had no like previous like interactions with them, and he was just kind of boring. I kind of see where you're coming from. Yeah, they uh, just kind of ruined Thanos in that movie. They had something really good going in Infinity War, and they kind of ruined it. That's kind of shown in one line that comes up in the movie where um, Scarlet Witch goes up to Thanos and she's like, you took everything from me, and Thanos is like, I don't even know who you are. Because, like, he wasn't there. He never, he's never met these people. Yeah, true. So, um, but, like, for me, yeah. I do really like his, like, motivation change. Like, this younger and less wiser Thanos, like, looked at, like, saw, like, what happened to him and he realised, oh, my God, there's, like, a flaw in my plan. And, um... He um well, changed up really. and he realised, like, how ungrateful they were for what he d- was doing because he thought that he was doing the right thing, like, killing half of the population so that, like, um the resources and the population would be equal so that, like, everyone could have equal resources. Uh, he thought that he was in the right and people, s- seeing that people were ungrateful made him realise, like, he's going to, like, destroy this ungrateful universe and I really liked that and yeah, I think Josh Brolin... Start again. And I thought Josh Rowland was a re- is a really good actor. Uh, what did you think of the characters overall, though? Like besides Thanos. Well, yeah, I I liked Iron Man. He was I liked the sacrifice. That was good. I liked what they I liked what they did with Hawkeye. Um, I also really love Morgan. Morgan, Morgan Stark. Oh yeah, his daughter. Yeah, she was so cute. Yeah, I wonder when we're gonna see her again. Yeah, nice well, I love the um, I love the cute moment where she like she is wearing the um Iron Man helmet and says, uh, "Stop right there, I will like vaporize you." To yeah. Tony, I thought that yeah. was pretty funny. I chuckled. And, yeah, I did. Although I did think that Cap was like, and also I didn't like what they did with Thor. Um, just remembering Fat it Thor. now. I, yeah. I thought it was funny I, at first, but like now it's kind of getting old. Like yeah, I, I thought it. I thought it was funny at first, and then I was like, okay, it was just um kind of cringy. Now I I I don't know. He just kind of seemed like really depressed, and I mean like yeah, I liked that he was depressed, but the whole like fat thing just kind of felt like Time an opportunity. Yeah, in a plane. What? That's the yeah. song that plays in the movie. Okay, um, but, I was uh, talking. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Um, anyway, and, um, but yeah, I do. I do kind of. I can kind of agree, but like, I do think that Thor had like. I thought like Thor was really cool in the final battle, like where he said like, "You have the little one, I'll have the big one." 
remember well, thanks that? for interrupting. That was a pretty okay. good joke, I you think. Just cut me off. What? Sorry, but did you think that was a good joke? Well, yeah, I liked it. Um, but overall, I thought the characters were decent. All right, so, Billy, what did you think of the storyline? Uh, yeah, it was kind of bad. Like, um, we've talked about this before. But it's like they could have done so much more interesting stuff with the whole time travel concept. Like time travel in Marvel is such an interesting concept. And like with like other movies like Back to the Future having different rules of time travel where if you go back in time, change something in the past and travel back, your entire like future is yeah, changed like now. Yeah, like the butterfly, butterfly effect and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And, and how... I think it. I think that kind of stuff is fun to see how what yeah. you do would affect it. Back to the Future is a great movie. Uh, if you haven't seen, I'd recommend it. By the way, uh, sorry. Um, but anyway, but like in Endgame, when they change something in the past and they travel back to the future, their future is the same. There's nothing changed because, uh, like, according yeah. to Hulk, that's how it works. And like, your path doesn't become your future. Yeah, I mean, like, like, it makes sense the way that they did it, but it was just kind of like a boring waste of potential. Yeah, like, it could have been such an interesting story if they, like, used, like, the rules of time travel from other movies, like Back to the Future, like I keep saying. If they used the rules from Back to the Future, it could have been such an interesting, like, more interesting investing movie. Like, I remember sitting in the theatre when I first saw it, and I thought it was, like, the best movie ever made when I first saw it. Uh, I remember thinking, oh, my God, this time travel thing, it's going to be so cool. I remember watching Back to the Future and thinking, oh, my God, they're going to use that. And then they just say... No. That's not how yeah, the rules work it's here. Kinda, it's kind of boring <gasps> the way they did it. But let's let's talk about the, the final battle. Because uh, the final I battle s- is awesome. I, yeah, I see a lot of people praising it, but I thought it was kind of like... I, I didn't really like it in like one way where it's just like... It felt like they were just fighting a grey blob. And just, like, everything was, like, really grey and dark and boring looking. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. In Infinity War, everything was, like, bright and colourful because it was, like, it was daytime. But they did it, like, during the night. And it was just, it was really kind of annoying. Yeah. And you couldn't really tell what was going on most of the time. And also, like, the portal scene, I thought that was, I thought it was cool but then when you think about it for more than, like, three seconds, you're like, how the hell did Doctor Strange manage to, like, gather an army of Wakandan troops and, like, find the ravages in space and, like, recruit all those people and, like, find out where everyone was when they all got snapped so that they could bring them back? It's just, like, it's kind of weird it's like, how did he know to go to Wakanda? How did he even know that it existed? I think it's, that maybe he alerted... Uh, I think that maybe, like, he knew because, like, he has, like, the powers. Like, he, the he powers. can see, like, and he, like, he, like, sees things. Like, you know, like, remember... I don't know how to explain it, but I think he might have some sort of power where he knows about that. Also, it proves that Doctor Strange is able to portal to different planets, which means, like, at the end... When they all lost, why didn't Doctor Strange just, like, portal them to the Battle of Wakanda? So, like... Because everyone at the time was saying, like... Like, at the time of Infinity War, they were they were going, like... Oh, he couldn't do it because it was way too far away. They're on a completely different planet. He can't use his portals that far. 
but then he does it. So it's like... Yeah. Yeah, they kind of, like, they lose on Titan in Infinity War and then Doctor Strange just, like, doesn't go anywhere. I, I I can I can see like the flaws of that final battle, but I think that it was still overall pretty awesome because I think it's really cool to see all of these characters from all these different movies like gather up mm. and like, fight against the like the p- most, in my opinion, the best villain the MCU has ever seen. Like it's just really cool to see that and like all the different interactions. Like w- like imagine like sitting there in 2019 watching Captain Marvel and thinking, wow, I wonder if Captain Marvel's gonna interact with Tom Holland Spider Man. Imagine how that would be. And it happens in Endgame and that's really cool. And imagine like Yeah, and imagine seeing like Valkyrie from uh, of all people interact with Tom Holland Spider Man. That's really cool. Also for five seconds. (laughs) I know, but it's still really cool. And like imagine seeing like like, um, there's like one line, it's like you wow, you have a magic flying horse and that was it. (laughs) I know, but it's still a really cool interaction. (laughs) Like two really cool characters seeing each other is like really cool. And um I also really I feel like that was done better in Infinity War. I can kind yeah, true. I also like the uh, the joke where um, Black Panther sees Clint and says, Clint, give it to me. Because it really, like, goes back to that joke in uh, Civil in War. Civil War where he's like, I'm Clint, and he's like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, I think that the overall it had some really funny jokes and, like, really cool action scenes. And, like, the final snap, like, I remember, like, I almost cried, man, during yeah. Endgame. It was pretty good. I thought it was too far in between action scenes, honestly. I, it just kind of felt like it was kind of boring sometimes. Yeah. Like some scenes kind of just dragged on. I was personally, I was on the edge of my seat watching that final battle. Like I remember thinking, like, oh my god, is are they gonna? Is Marvel gonna do the thing? Like, is it Thanos gonna win? Are they gonna do the thing? <laughs> or, or, it would be or, kind of weird if like Thanos won two movies in a row, and there's like there was no other Avengers movie coming up. So, like, that would have been really stupid. Overall, how many rubber chickens would you give this movie and why? Uh, for me, I would uh, give it a maybe an 8 to 9 out of 10 because, like, I do think that, like, there are so many plot holes, but I think that, like, some things like Iron Man's character and, like, the action scenes and, like, the good jokes and, like, the entertainment you can find in that movie really just carry it and the special effects as well. And the acting. Mm. I I don't know. I think Endgame is kind of overrated. Agreed. I'm going to go like 5.5. It didn't have that many redeeming qualities. It just kind of felt like a boring kind of movie. I thought it was pretty slow paced at the start. And then it was too far in between action scenes. The time travel, which was like the main thing of the movie, was... Kind of boring. Um, I, I agree with the time travel thing. Disagree about the slow pacing. I thought it was, like, very goodly paced, and that's no, why I it's mean, so like, enjoyable. I just, I just mean, like, at the start, I felt... I, I, I don't know. I, I don't, don't think know. it was slow paced at the start. I thought it was fun. I thought yeah. it was decent. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, overall, I really hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Please subscribe. The podcast isn't Have over, a great just time. the segment is. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. They don't have a YouTube channel. Yes. What are you on about? Like and subscribe. And I'll see you in the next video. Bye. So that's it for another week. Thanks for listening to our show. 
Shoalhaven Youth Local is a show dedicated to sharing local info about the Shoalhaven. From a youth perspective, if you want any information from the show, you can find it in our show notes at our podcast, Shoalhaven Youth Local. And don't forget to subscribe and share the show with all your favourite locals. Shoalhaven Youth Local is made possible with funding from the New South Wales Office of Communities and Justice. Catch you next time!